let's talk about music real quick. Do you want because, to? Yeah, I have a band that I've been obsessed with lately. Is it Sunraya? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I've listened to them all day. Also, uh, Moonrise Nation is a band yeah. that I am I'm obsessed with. They're, I think you played me their album last week. I did. There are three chicks out of Chicago, I believe. Yeah. Um, two of them are sisters. I have affinity for sister, sister bands. bands. Yes. Okay. Um, As opposed they, to sister wives? Well, <laughs> I like them too. You like those two? Yes, I like those right. two, but sister bands, I just, they make me mad. I love yeah. them. Sure. So I've been listening to them. They have an album coming out July 28th, I think. And mm. I've like pre-ordered it. I mean, I am. And it's Moonrise, Moonrise Nation, Nation. Not Kingdom. Yeah. And the sisters, they have a background in kind of jazz and classical like music. But then okay. they have a third um, girl that plays with them, that acoustic guitar and um, a little folkier. And yeah. they just have a good mix of sound. Yeah, the album was great. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. So that's. Um, one of my new obsessions. And then also, I don't know if you saw Oklahoma Boys, All American Rejects, just released two new singles. Did they now? And they did a short film to go with what? them. Yes. You guys will have to check like out that a short film. Michael Jackson thriller video short film or Tyson, like a 15 Tyson cross dresses. Okay. And it's awesome. Um, he looks great. Which one's Tyson? The lead singer. Okay. And there's a whole story, like there's a whole storyline in the short film. Okay. That but it's not like a music video. Things. It's just like a film film. Well, it is. It's like both. It's like okay. a music video, but also a short film that they take two of their songs. And so it's like a 10 minute video huh. that goes with, and it kind of tells a story. So like a rock and roll opera. Yeah. I'm not going to give it away. No, no, no. But, um, it's, I think they, I think this is a first, uh, release in like five years or so. Cool. Yeah. I, yeah. Remember that time the drummer came and said hi when we were talking about the podcast? <laughs> I had no clue who he was. Abel has a funny story about Chris Gaylor. Yeah. Chris is a friend of mine. We saw him at a coffee shop when Abel and I were... Brainstorming this very podcast. Yeah, I'm having a meeting about the podcast. Like this episode or, or this, this the, concept? The whole concept, the whole podcast. Yes. So Abel and I are having a meeting. Ran Dude comes Chris. up. Chris walks up. I could tell he was kind of musician-y. You know, you can tell musicians. They kind of have the hair and the <laughs> bunch of jewelry and tattoos and stuff. It's like all my they friends. They look musician-y, you know? It's like when I was at Johnny Cash's funeral and I was like, I bet that guy's something, the hair, you can tell. But anyway, and he was like moving to San Diego and I was like, oh, that's so cool. I have some people out there. Have you found a job yet? Like, what are you doing? Deedle D. And he's like, oh, I'm a musician and this and that. Because I was going to help the guy with some connects because I, I didn't know this guy. And then he leaves and I'm like, who was that guy anyway? And John was like, he's the drummer for All American Rejects. I was like, oh, so he doesn't need a job? I think like he doesn't need any help. Is that what you're telling that was very sweet I was of just you, trying <laughs> to be helpful. I've moved to new places and it can suck. It, well, you you have, I know, and that it is. It's hard to move to new places. Yeah. But I feel anyway, like that was a really creative way to tell us all that you went to Johnny Cash's funeral. Right, he said I have that already in. told that story on the podcast, so he did our for- listeners should know. <laughs> if you've followed the podcast, <laughs> we spent a solid twenty minutes one day with my how I got to Johnny Cash's funeral story. So. I feel like it was like the first or second episode that it was up there, yeah. But overall, Abel did go to Johnny Cash's funeral, yeah. which is insane. If I were to start a podcast and I had gone to Johnny Cash's funeral, it would be one of the first stories. It was, it was up there. Episode well, I remember we, we were telling, and I was like, should I tell my Johnny Cash story now? Because it'll take up a lot of the episode. So <laughs> we had a we'll lot check out the archives. It. It's like episode three to four somewhere. And then other news, um, 
Rock and Roll Camp for Girls is going on this week. Oh, cool. Which is awesome. Uh, Carter Sampson, one of our lovely Oklahoma artists, um, started that. And it's a whole rock camp all week for girls um, to learn music, you know, different instruments and how to write music and all that good stuff. So we have a lot of our uh, local artists and volunteers and friends involved with that this week. Are they over at Will Rogers doing that? Um, 612, I believe. Is okay. And then also Woody Fest is this weekend which we also have a lot of friends and um, artists that are a part of that in Okima starting tomorrow. I get to go, actually. I'm going tomorrow awesome. morning. Yep. And then Evan's going to go Saturday. Sweet. So Evan Jarvik's our blog Evan editor Jarvik's is here. Evan is in the peanut gallery out there. Jarvik's, you should just come you just pick up, up the microphone, no. Evan. Why are you even... Step up to the, the mic. Um, Most right? people listen it's to like podcasts. It's not like you don't know how this works, Evan. I'm saying... Yeah, have a seat. Um, so we're going to try to go this on? cover Is this thing on. Is this on? <laughs> cover some Woody Fest. I and hope then, it's on. Or I'll, else there'll just be intermittent no, spouts. Of, uh, silence. We've had episodes when one, one of the other of our mics weren't on. Yeah. And it's like kind of just kind of <laughs> more silent than the other. It is. Yeah. It's a, quite, a little quieter. Mm, yeah. And then uh, the Jones is opening tomorrow, which is July 13th. Yes. Um, so this might come out between now and then for those of you who aren't familiar have we done a jones assembly episode we have uh well we had graham on to talk about well actually we need we need to have him back because it's still pretty new we need to get chef Brittany or chef andrew or somebody to talk about the food and then scott marsh back in to talk about the music and for those of you who aren't familiar with the jones assembly crawl out from under the rock you've been hiding under and turn on any social media well graham's been talent buying i gotta we gotta give him a shout out because he has been doing an amazing job of talent buying over there yeah i think they're doing the paul george welcoming party like as we right now right now yes right now it's going on right now well anyway it's a really beautiful space i'm glad we got it before paul george arrived yeah check out (laughs) absolutely no i've been telling people for the last week if you haven't been down there and i guess you probably haven't because it's the only reason i've been there is because i bring him spices regularly but it's a concert venue slash enormous restaurant with world-class food, uh, amazing wood-fired pizza. The uh, cocktail program headed by Carly Coinsance is over there right now, and she does an amazing job. The patio is unbelievable. The upstairs VIP room is just the coolest Shouts space. Shouts to the Frosé. Yeah, it's the coolest space in the city. And I think it is literally going to be a national, nationally recognized for what it is, because I've never seen anything like it before. I don't know if anything like it exists anywhere else. And it's right behind 21C, which is another really amazing place. So. Yep, absolutely. Check it out. So we have some great stuff going on this week. Um, yeah. Yeah. Evan, anything on your end? Anything on my you end? You have a show coming up this weekend, too. I do, yeah. Friday. Okay. That's I see you true. released a hip-hop something. Oh, Okay. Did you? Briefly, because okay. I don't like to talk about myself on the podcast. I know, but, um, but you should. <laughs> just real, just yeah. give us a quick. Well, all right. I'm, I'm playing uh, I'm playing at the Second Friday Art Walk down in Norman Sweet. Um, on Friday. Um, there's live music there all the time. It's, it's great. There's like five different places you can catch music. And on that note, uh, Bison Witches is, is opening a venue now. There's an event really? venue space uh, behind the bar awesome. uh, that they've... Uh, They've, they're, I think they're going to kick that off on Sunday. Like in the old smoking room? Um, yeah. 
when I, I guess so. Myself. It's like you go past the bathrooms <laughs> yeah. and there's that back yeah. area. I, yeah, I was there. Yeah, <laughs> like they're on the same. They've kind of made it over. It was really nice at uh, Norman Music Fest. I was like, why don't they have shows here? Well, now they're going to have shows here. So, um, I think uh, I can't remember everybody who's on that opening bill. Jason Pemberton, I know, is going to play, and I think she's actually going to have a hand in you know kind of choosing what gets to you know like getting people on there but anyway bison which is uh another new venue to open up down there uh, on main street which is great but if you go there every second friday of course you always have your choice between that and the plaza district which has its own thing going on because uh um there's the a Arc sunday project is having a release show there this friday uh called uh they act human I believe it's very experimental electronic thing. In the plaza or in the uh, It's in the plaza district. He's having it at the bomb shelter okay. gallery. Um, but that's unrelated to me, which is what I do. Um, <laughs> I'm playing at Opolis uh, at 10 p.m. Um, and I'm opening for uh, Cosmos Stanza and G-Wiz, which is the new iteration of Akiba. So Akiba had an album that came out last year. Uh, they'd kind of been around for a while. Uh, got featured in the Oklahoman. They were in my top 20 albums of the year. Um, kind of retooling their sound, uh, pairing a solo project with a band project and kind of creating a new thing. And they're still in that transition phase right now, which is really fun because they haven't figured out how they're going to do their vocals yet. So, like, I saw them do a show recently, and they basically do their music with, like, sampled, like, it's kind of like, uh, can't remember that guy's name. I'm off on a tangent now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it up. Uh, Girl Talk. Oh, yeah. uh, if we know Girl Talk, how he mashes up all those things, it reminds yep. me of that. Because, like, they'll just be playing this, like, you know, rock music, and all of a sudden there's, like, this rap verse that comes out of nowhere. And it's just, you know, like a pre-recorded thing they throw in there. Hmm. But I'm going to play what with those guys. Uh, it's Friday. It's going to be this Friday at uh, um, the 10 p.m. Yeah, the 14th of July. It's Second Friday Art Walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've got the late show at the Opolis. I believe I'm opening around 10. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know me, I do uh, loop pedal stuff with ukulele and some odds and ends and whatnots. And, uh, yeah, I am also releasing a single on Friday uh, in conjunction with that. And it's going to be my first uh, my first rap single. Nice. Oh, my gosh. So, I cannot wait. Evan. Yeah, it's called Landlocked State. I'm giving it's, you a high five right now. It's for- a... Uh, it's a conscious rap tune, in fact, okay. and it samples an old disco song. So nice. How about that? Sweet. I like it. So look out for some Jarvik stuff to hit you on Friday. Oh my god! We are going to <laughs> blow it up. He never lets me like like feature him for yeah, anything. Yeah, that's true. So I'm glad that you told Should. us about that. I know you're awesome. Yeah, but seriously, Friday Art Walk is great. I mean, there's food trucks down there all over the place. And wait, is I it mean, on Main then? It's pretty much on Main. Okay. I think there's other places that do things. Usually the like the library on campus, oh, yeah. it's like the music library sometimes has something, and then there's the uh, well the music at the Catlett Center. Yeah, um, I was gonna say because I did a thing tiny. there once. Yeah, they do it like in the library, and it's like like poetry and stuff like that. I was thinking um, the library an art bar. gallery. I was also thinking the bar. Are you th- are you are we talking about the library bar across no. the street from Catlett or the actual <laughs> the, Catlett the actual, the actual Center Catlett library? Time library. I'm familiar Norman. with the okay. library bar, yes. and it's not at the library bar. Um, but yeah, even I think Sergio's has music this time around, which is oh. like the Italian place. Oh, it's yeah. like on the next street over. Nice. And like I'd never seen that. So they're they're really making live music a thing now, which is great. It's about bleeding time. Yeah. Other venues other than the smelly. Right. 
Theopolis. Shouts to Opolis. Shouts to Opolis for downtown Norman for a minute. Absolutely. Also we'll talk about Opolis here in a minute too. Uh, yeah, Bailey's album release. What is that? Yeah, yeah July twenty first is the album release at the Opolis. Yeah. We should introduce Bailey first. Yeah, <laughs> I know. We okay. So we idea. have some guests today on our <laughs> more podcast. People. Even more Blake. people in the studio. <laughs> we have Blake Johnson from Crone Dunlevy. Welcome, Blake. Hey, thanks for having me. And we have Bailey with her project Sunria. Mm-hmm. Welcome, Bailey. Thanks. Absolutely. Thank you so, for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And now we have an audience. And now we have an audience I, I am here. member. We have, yes, my friend Camille who came, stopped by. Hi, Camille. Hello. How are you? Um, so, yeah, on that sidebar, uh, we are inviting audience members. Yeah. Um, yes. And we, if you're a listener on the podcast, then you know that. It's um, a fun experience. You so far, really we're, check out the Tower Studio. So far, you, we're sitting at pretty much free. 100% on calling our guests up on the stage to talk to us, too. Camille, so. you want to come up? <laughs> Camille's we're running you, out yeah, of microphones. Yeah, you might get called out. We don't want to scare guests away by saying they're going to get called out. But <laughs> yeah, I feel like this one's eager to do it. We'll yeah, come on up, Pick Camille. up the mic. Um, so Camille is one of my dear friends. I'm so happy to see you. I'm glad that you came over today. How are you? Doing great. I'm glad to see it in real life. What it's like up here. It's pretty amazing, Good. right? It's beautiful. Yeah. Tell us about your experience of being an audience member, of coming up to the studio. You've never been here. What prompted you to come? You texted me earlier you saying you would open? come, but tell sure. me. <laughs> I think first and foremost, the uh, the funnest part is finding it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is because everyone has walked past the Tower Theater a thousand times, but we've never bothered to look up up and say what might be above it. So you just jump into every bar and say, hi, I have a friend doing a podcast somewhere above this and I'm not sure where it is. Which bars did you go to? I went into, uh, oh, the little cocktail place. with Savings and Loans? Savings and Loans. Did a guy looking like Harry Potter talk to you? Harry Potter but punk with a nose ring. Oh, that wasn't. Uh, Alex. Yeah, Alex wasn't in there. He's today. from the deep place of Diagon Alley. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty much. You would know. I told my wife that Very the other sketch. day. I was like, if Alex is there, tell him I said hi. And she was like, I don't know who Alex is. It's like, he looks just like Harry Potter. And she came back that night and was like, you were so spot on. Like, I hadn't seen any Harry Potter lookalikes. And then I was about to leave and I was like, that has to be the guy. Well, the people at Bunker directed me yes. to the right Hunter. place. Hunter. Hunter. Hunter's been on the podcast. Yes, she has. You went to two different bars, though. Tenacity. That's right. That's uh, that's how dedicated I am as an audience member. Love so, it. well, thank you. Thanks for, for being having me. Tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we are um, we are just about to talk about the summer songwriter series that Crow Dunleavy is putting on this year. And so, Blake, I'm um, so happy to have you on tonight because you and I have been in um, in contact on this, and Cellar Doors uh, sponsors the series and has been working with you on it. And so, it's good to kind of be able to interview you and find out more about your guys's vision for the series and when, where, what, um, what to expect, all that good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, third Tuesdays, uh, June to October, Crow and Dunleavy is hosting a, uh, concert series in the Sandridge Commons. That's a little park right outside of our office, downtown Oklahoma city. Uh, we're in the Braniff building, which, um, some of you might know as the place where 324 is, yeah. uh, the rest of that building is our law firm. Uh, and so the, there's a really beautiful space right outside the office that's, that's frankly underused. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we're doing, uh, this summer it's a songwriter series. We may stick with that theme. We may try to expand it to, uh, encompass some more, you know, 
Uh, as you know, uh, Jen, because Cellardor has been such a great partner, uh, we started this thing very late in the calendar. Um, so uh, really booking this first summer was, was mostly me reaching out to friends um, who were very gracious enough to, uh, to do it. Um, the, the limit that's kind of built into that is that you lose kind of some diversity and um, some, some perspective on the broadness of, of the breadth, I should say, of the local music scene. So I'm hoping that in coming summers, we're going to kind of expand beyond the horizons of my um, text message groups and, and, and hopefully book some, some more diverse acts. Uh, that said, third Tuesdays, uh, now through October, um, we've got some really cool acts lined up. Uh, we run in 6 to 8 p.m., uh, I don't know. This isn't quite official, so I'm, I, should, I might get in trouble for teasing it. But I believe beginning in August, we will have uh, Anthem Brewing uh, will be there serving beer. Uh, we always have some food trucks. Of course, 324 is right beside us. And we've got some really cool acts lined up. So Cool. Well, and I'm not going to let um, Blake undersell himself because you have quite um, a Rolodex of friends that you have been booking. Um, so whenever uh, I... Jay and I first connected from your firm and yeah, shouts Jay Shanker. Yeah. Oh man, he's been doing an amazing job. And so a lot of times when people reach out to Cellar Door, they, you know, want some booking assistance and things like that. Um, and he's like, you know, I think Blake has this. I'm like, cool, cool. You know? And then all of a sudden Blake has this full lineup of amazing artists. And like, I mean, you have some really popular, talented friends, Blake. So yeah, I'm fortunate in that regard. Um, so uh, in June, uh, our first show was uh, Chase Kirby from Chase Kirby and the Villain, sure. Villains and uh, Defining Times and like 13 other uh, iterations of his uh, very talented voice. And um, uh, and then uh, I, I said the voice. Of course, he was on The Voice. Uh, he's also on the Grounded Sounds yes. podcast. He was, was on he? our yeah, Yes, yeah. he's been on our podcast. Well, if he wasn't, then he should have been. Um, <laughs> he was. And uh, following him in June was uh, Tyson Mead, uh, oh, cool. of course, formerly of Chainsaw Kittens. Sure. Uh, I grew up in Oklahoma City. I don't know if everyone here did, but I grew up in the 90s in OKC. Uh, and, and for those of you who did, I, I think you know what I mean when it's like, Tyson Mead was the coolest dude in this state uh, yeah. during a, a very uh, defining moment in my life. So it was really, really neat um, to host him at sort of the inaugural event. Yeah. And this month we have a really cool lineup too. Um, we're going to be doing it, uh, let's see, July 18th. That's a week from yesterday. And uh, we will be joined by the lovely Sunraya, who is seated next to me. And I'm really excited about it because, um, you know, our audience is mostly sort of a, the professional class of downtown OKC. Um, and I think that uh, it's going to be a really eye-opening. Ex- I know that Tyson was already sort of like a challenging and enlightening act for them to, to take in. And I think that Sunraya will also be sort of eye-opening to uh, a lot of the professionals downtown. Um, so I was, I was just thrilled when, when Bailey agreed to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and following Bailey will be uh, Carly Gwynn from Carly Gwynn and the Sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is also, of course, the female vocalist for the uh, My So-Called Band, um, which will be playing downstairs below us in a short order, um, cool. a few weeks or something. Yeah, they're, I think, basically kicking off the tower. Yeah, the yeah. 90s prom The show. 90s prom, yep. Oh, I saw that. I actually will Tyson s- Mead be there? 
<laughs> I bet we could get him be. to show up. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he'll uh, slow dance with me. Do you think? Or no? I, you know, he <laughs> is like the most. I, I've gotten to know him well, and he is one of the most sweethearted and humble and like kind people. Um, that I think that he would slow dance with anyone who asked him nicely to do it. <laughs> Tyson, I, meet if you're out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have all these ladies here that will slow dance with you. Uh, he's got a new album coming out, which I was given sort of a sneak peek on, and it is just killer. Um, oh, nice. I think it's going to be uh, um, a really, really successful iteration in his career. Uh, and, and, I, and I forgot to mention that Mike Costi, which is also obviously a yeah. huge Oklahoma legend, is going to be playing with uh, Sunraya and Carly Gwynn on July 18th outside of Crow and Dunleavy's offices in the Sandridge Plaza. Um, yeah, and then we got you know we got three more um, shows after that: August, September, and October. And we got great lineups at all of those too. Mm-hmm. I can tease those, but I don't know if you want me to continue. I have what might be a thing. dumb question. Yeah. But is it? Um, are we striving to highlight people who are emerging artists, solo artists um, in Oklahoma City? Or like, are you wanting people to kind of think of other people that they know to come? Or are you guys? This is who we've highlighted. This is who we want. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, you know, um, certainly in. in we we do not take for granted that the professional crowd who will attend an event outside of a law firm at 6 p.m. on a Tuesday is already immersed and familiar with the, the variety um, of great music in Oklahoma City. So we are treating it as a showcase in uh, the most literal sense. Um, we want people to come experience amazing artists in Oklahoma City. That said, we really are proud of all of the artists that we've booked, and we, we consider them to be established as opposed to emergent or emerging. Um, so, you know, when we started the project, the idea was there's so much great music happening around Oklahoma City. There is not a great home for it downtown. Um, and we're a law firm, so we, we didn't say, well, let's install a bar, build a stage, and, uh, and throw raves. Um, but what we, that we could do is um, put some of our resources toward uh, a platform, a modest one, of course, um, but a platform for uh, exposing, like, like you suggested, but also sort of showcasing the, uh, the great artists around Oklahoma City to, to that young professional, and not just young, but to that professional crowd downtown. And have you, guys you have, yeah. Sorry. You guys have an entertainment set for, for with Crow Dunleavy. Yeah, that's correct. right. So Jay Shanker, who uh, Jen mentioned before, is the chairman, uh, the new chairman of our um, entertainment law practice group. Uh, Jay spent the better part of his career in L.A. Uh, doing film and music work for a lot of extremely successful and established names. Uh, brought his practice back home to Oklahoma City um, with his family. And uh, we are super stoked Um he uh, brought with him a really cool book of business, and we're trying to sort of double down on that and make sure that uh, you know the music community, the arts community, and the film community uh, all know that Crow and Dunleavy is a place that supports artists and and a place where uh, artists can find resources when they need them. Obviously, so we offer service legal services. In, every capacity. We're a full full service law firm, which makes us a really uh, natural home for an entertainment law practice because uh, the needs of a musical artist or uh, an actor or filmmaker um, 
uh, sports player, we, we do a lot of sports law as well, uh, are, are varied. You know, we do everything from tax services to entity formation to contract work, litigation when those needs arise, uh, down to, in the worst case scenarios, bankruptcies and, 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 and everything in between. Um, so yeah, we're, we're really proud of uh, J the acquisition of Jay, and we're really stoked about um, uh, cultivating more of an artist-friendly community and the really neat professional environment that's happening in downtown OKC. Sure. Yeah, and I think it marks you know a place where we're at with Oklahoma City with our rising arts and music scene and um, our artists in general, but um, that's important for as artists continue their work and their journey um, to be able to know how to um, protect themselves legally and their work. And, and if they do get into situations where they need, uh, you know, representation, like that's, that's a, kind of a next step for an art, right? It's like, you're not just playing in your basement or whatever. It's like, you're getting out there and you're putting your work out there and you're getting in, you know. Yeah. And a lot of artists don't, um, don't even appreciate all the, uh, the needs that they may have, you know, so we do a lot of trademark registration. We do licensing, publishing work for, uh, music, uh, musical artists, songwriters, um, we do uh, copyrights. Um, we do uh, just the, the full gamut of legal services that um, a, a firm of our size and, um, and with our resources have always offered to, uh, to sort of corporate clients and very successful individual clients uh, we can put to the uh, service of artists in Oklahoma City and, and, it's, and, and outside of Oklahoma City, and it's, uh, it's really exciting. And I think you guys taking the initiative to do a songwriter series like this, I think it makes it a little less intimi intimidating to artists because for artists like us just sitting here, I mean, we wouldn't even know the first place to start with like, how do we, what, you know, what do we do with, if we want all the, all the services. And so for you guys just to kind of put yourselves out there in the community and do a really um, awesome, casual, you know, interactive event. It's, it, I think it makes people really open to asking those questions and diving deeper into what that looks like for them. And so we appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's not my company. I'm an associate. So shouts to the partners. Shouts Have to you Jay uh, Shanker roped old Adam Hall in on this at all? Uh, Adam's a good buddy of mine. And, um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I think he was unable to attend. I think he told me he was unable to attend last month's show with, uh, Chase and Tyson. And then like, uh, just as that show ended, somebody from the Skirvin bar came over and introduced <laughs> himself to me saying that he had some legal stuff he wanted to talk about. And he was like, my buddy, Adam Hall just told me to <laughs> come over and introduce Skirvin. myself to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, shouts to Adam. Maybe yeah. he'll make it to July. He's a big music guy. He's Certainly, Kelly are always going to shows. Yeah, he's a he's a busy dude. I don't know. Uh, can't hate him for it, but uh, I'm sure he'll be at July to see again Sunraya, Carly Gwynn, and Mike Hosty. Uh, which is going to be a killer show. So it's next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, what yeah, time? six to eight. Okay, six to eight, roughly speaking, you know. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're excited. It's been such a pleasure to work with you, Blake, and it's been fun. Um, especially because you are so dialed into the music scene to have you like on both sides of the coin. Cause it's like, I feel like you are, you know, obviously a big part of the music scene, you know, artists and you obviously have booked this whole series and have done a phenomenal job, but it's then you're also with the firm. So it's kind of, has that been awesome for you to be able to have a firm that really supports your passion as well? Yeah, well, it's neat. It's actually, it's neat to see sort of the, um, the, 
suits and ties come out of the woodwork when like you, you never expect it. Right. But yeah. it's like, uh, like the, the librarian at our office was super stoked about uh, Tyson Mead. He was, he was like one of his biggest fans in the nineties and he was just, was just stoked. And one of the girls in our marketing department called me and was like, uh, but so, uh, in September, uh, Bo Jennings and Sam Crane, Samantha Crane, um, okay. two incredible songwriters will be playing. And, uh, Bo was actually added it to bands in town or something. And mm-hmm. someone in the office called and she was like, Bo Jennings is playing. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's been interesting. You, you never know, um, what, what people's interests are, but you tend to assume that they have none when, <laughs> when you see them only behind a desk in a, yeah. in a shirt and tie. Um, yeah. And I guess I'll just run through the artist real quick because we are excited about it um in in uh this as i said next week is uh mike costi uh carly gwen and sunraya um in august we will have uh ryan Lindsay, the uh, lead singer of broncho um shouts to ryan uh broncho's got a new single out right now uh that i think is kind of the song of the summer um Ryan will be playing with Travis Linville, um, who is uh, also an incredible songwriter, and uh, Penny P. Uh, Penny is, of course, the bassist in uh, Broncho and has a really cool solo uh, project herself. Um, and then September, we're doing uh, Bo Jennings and Samantha Crane, as I said. And, and October, we're closing it out with Cameron Neal from uh, Horse Thief and Chelsea Cope. Um, so it's going to be a great summer. Again, it's every third Tuesday, uh, 6 to 8. Sandwich Commons outside of uh, Crow and Dunleavy. Well, we appreciate you, um, and we appreciate the firm. And just to just from Cellar Doors standpoint, um, it is so important to have companies and law firms and different organizations that are willing to do this because this is what supports our artists, and this is what gets our artists paid and allows them to continue to do what they're doing and um, helps them be a part of the community and get their art and their music out there. So we really, really appreciate it, and it's been great working with you guys. Well, it's been great working with Cellar Door, yeah, and and also Opolis, uh, Downtown OKC, and Sandridge, our other partners. Sure. Yeah, there's a good there's a good mix. Well, um, we're gonna switch over to Bailey with Sunria. I think I said Sunria. I apologize at the beginning. I was just telling her I go. I don't want to mispronounce your name, <laughs> and then of course I do it. Um, it is yeah one of my downfalls. On, it's all right on names. I'm not a name person. I'm sorry, but Bailey, it's great to have you in this, in the studio and um, tell us about you just had a release. Um, actually, ha- are you yeah. coming you up? Right? Coming yeah, up. I have a release coming up. I've released a couple singles. I guess three actually now. Um, but I am releasing a new album called "Sitting with Sounds and Listening for Ghosts" on July twenty first, and the album release shows at the Opolis. And yeah, I'm super excited about it. So. Well, I'm going to rope Evan into this as well because okay. um, Evan has been a big fan of yours for a while, and um, we've yeah. had a lot of blog coverage. I got to premiere one of those three tracks. Yes, so. and which that's, one? That's well, the first one. Mm-hmm. Which one was first? The first one. <laughs> oh, okay. The first track, and also the first one to be released. Okay. Yes, so that's what's been in my. It has head. a long title now, so you'll have to refresh my mind. Yeah, it's Grandma's Room and Trains in the Distance. Yes, it was the first track that was right. released. I was say, I listened to whatever was on Spotify today, and it was The Middle Room and Grandma's Room. Yeah, those are the two. Okay. Those are the two that have been, and then today, a third single was released called Papa's Workshop. Where, are we going on a tour of a house? Yeah. Okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Is there going to be a breakfast nook? 
There's not a, no, it's not that fancy. Oh, okay. It's more of a smaller house. It's a small house, okay, yeah. Cool. Uh, so yeah the it's, album it's literally is, based on an actual house, yeah. right? So the album is centered around the house where my grandma was born in 1926. Okay. She lived there until 2015 when she died. Um, so that album is, yeah, inspired by her house and kind of moves throughout different rooms and spots that were significant to me as a child. Cool. So where where is this house? I actually would Ish. prefer not, not to not say. It's a small town in Oklahoma, okay. population like 203. Is it like And regional? I don't want people That's to. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I get like, that, I but know. I was just. <laughs> we'll get to I, listen to the songs and I grew up in a yeah. small yeah, exactly. town in Oklahoma, so I get it. As a concept album, the house could be any, anywhere. anywhere, right? It, yeah. yeah. But my dad still lives in that town, and his only request when I started working on this project is that I don't lead people to the house. Okay. <laughs> it's just so a house. Yeah, could be house. anywhere. I get it. I like it. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? How long have you been doing music? What's, you know, kind of ignited your this new project? Yeah, so I, yeah, I grew up in Oklahoma. Um, my parents got divorced when I was five, and my mom lived in Oklahoma City, and my dad lived in different areas in central Oklahoma, Perry and Stillwater, and then this small town mm-hmm. that we're letting some, you could just Google it probably, it's like my name or something, and find it. So it's really, I should just say it, but I'm not going to. Um, so I grew up in between Oklahoma City and um, this town where I spent like weekends and holidays and summers. Um, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents. So yeah, um, grew up in Oklahoma. I moved to Chicago when I was um, 18 or 19 and lived there in, for five to six years. And it was when I lived in Chicago that I found the harp. Um, I played music my whole life. I played guitar and piano and I was a vocalist. I was a vocal major for a few years in college and then ended up not wanting to pursue music in the university setting. Um, yeah, I found the harp and it was I just wasn't immediately connected to it, and it's one of the only instruments that I've ever played where it it feels the same to me as singing. Like it feels like an extension of my body, um, and just fell in love with it. Um, yeah. It should be noted there is a full size, right. beautifully ornate. Yeah, we, we haven't even harp. brought up the harp. Yeah, it's, it's very it's got signature. A lot of gold leaf, and it's just a gorgeous instrument sitting here in the studio with us today. <laughs> It is. It's the only instrument, as opposed to last week when there was 47 instruments in the room. It's set up for the live performance here. We're excited in a bit. about the live performance. You'll be amazed at what she can do with just the harp, though. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, I truly believe that a lot of her music is more complex than a lot of music that have more instruments, just because yeah. of how. I mean, this is going to be your second full length, your third release overall, mm-hmm. and you're still finding new ways to bring different sounds out of this same instrument. Yeah, it it's really amazing. And just piggybacking on that idea, what uh, something that s- struck me about what she what Bailey said is that she only started playing the harp later in life, yeah, which right. is like a, a pretty like um, jaw dropping thing to hear after watching her play it. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The harp. I had a really great harp teacher, and the harp. It. You know, it's so weird because the harp. I played a lot of instruments before I played the harp. <laughs> And I like I played the piano and I guitar most seriously, 
but I played like dulcimer and hammer dulcimer and ukulele and I worked at a folk music school and so I was like what's my like (laughs) playing all these instruments like trying to find like this and when I played the harp for the first time it just like it was I don't even know how to talk about it but it came really naturally to me um I worked really hard at it too and it was at a time when I was going through like a lot of sadness and I just spent hours playing the harp um but yeah, I did start later in life and I felt a lot of insecurity about that at the time, but I just like fully embraced the instrument and had a teacher who was super supportive of me and actually helped me buy this harp. She found it in an estate sale because I couldn't afford a harp. How much does a harp cost? Yeah, they normally range. So it depends. There are two types of harps that are pop, like are common in the United States. There are more than that, but in the United States. And the two are a lever harp or a pedal harp. This is a pedal harp that we have here with us. Pedal harps can range anywhere from, if you get lucky, like $4,000 to $150,000, like a house. Like I think Joanna Newsom's harp costs like Um, $70,000. Lever harps can range from like two to 300 to, you know, $7,000, $8,000, but they're super expensive. Um, so and I got mine in an estate. By this sale. album, she's got a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But this one actually harp. isn't a full harp. Um, and I got it in an estate sale, and my harp teacher found it. So I was like, I wouldn't have been able to afford it had she not. I still had to take out a loan to buy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Awesome. How do you transport a harp? Like, what kind of car do you have? If this is, if for people who can't see, it's a very big instrument. I drive an Astro van, a Chevy, okay. 2002 Chevy Astro van, and all the seats are taken out of it, and I lay it on its side, or like lay it on blankets, and that's Does it go it. in a case? No. No? Okay. Can you carry it by yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Awesome. We will post some pictures on... <laughs> we didn't remember to take pictures this week. We, we haven't will. taken pictures in weeks. I know we've just been doing a lot of streaming. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about the album that you're about to release. And um, obviously it's been inspired by the, the house and, um, but anything else that you want to add? And like and when it, people ask you what your music sounds like, cause people have asked me and it's like, it's not the kind of thing that like adjectives don't rush to the mind. Right. They don't for me either. Um, I've written about it. You can yeah. read my. <laughs> I've written about her Plug. three times, and yeah, I have to come Evan. up with new ways to <laughs> new ways to describe it. So, check out my it's blog. Funny, a, lot everybody. Of t- <laughs> a lot of times when Evan's on the podcast, musicians will be trying to explain their sound, <laughs> and I'll be like, Evan, would you just do this for them because yeah. you're so much better at it? I always like to ask, like, what time of day do you? is the best time to listen to your music or what kind of mood should you be in uh, where, you know, cause sometimes I listen to like Rodrigo and Gabriella and I am like pumped up to go to work, you know, right. <laughs> but that may not be what I listen to when I go to bed. <laughs> right. I, I would say like dusk maybe. And, and it's like kind of a reflective space, headspace. Yeah. Um, I would almost like in my ideal world, like if I'm on a late night, like, thing and I'm up till three in the morning for some reason and you're kind of like you're tired but you can't go to sleep like that's a good headspace for me like Mm. it's your albums tend to really linger 
I think. And, you know, they're kind of... That's a good word to describe it. You are good at this. Yeah, they do. And I mean, (laughs) you know, they are are slow paced. um, But whenever you're in that state of mind, um, it's, it's not like ambient music yeah. it's it's definitely not like that it's but it's it's got some of those qualities because there's a very consistent tone and this new album flows from track to track mm-hmm. so there's there's just like a long stream of and and some of the lyrics have always struck me as kind of subconscious like you know just expressions of things and so like if you're just in a in one of those spaces and you're just by yourself it's dark um it's it's <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's that's what that's what it's I. Would, interesting because when I first when I thought about when I would listen to it, it would be more. I listen to that to your type of music like in the morning when I'm having coffee because mm. I don't I can't do too much like loud fast. That, that could be good too. Music whenever I'm kind of starting my day, but then I'm yeah. a big like wake up and have coffee well, and that type of person. It seems like there's a common thread between they're both times when you're allowing your brain to kind of pursue a thought, mm-hmm. you know, you're kind of giving your space within yeah. your head of like, I've got time to, to listen to it. That sounds like might be similar to the music. Cause I tried to listen to it today while I was working on my accounting stuff to send to my accountant and it just didn't work. Like I, I, <laughs> right. I was like, wait, I should pay attention to this. Yeah. No, I'm, no. Well, definitely one of the ones you listened to is grandma's room mm-hmm. and trains in the distance. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, that one, that one's like in a major key. It's mm-hmm. pretty bright compared to much of the rest of the album. Mm-hmm. So, for the record, I've heard the album already. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, thanks for letting me listen to it. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, it definitely that first one does feel very warm and very bright. Um, but there's definitely some other tracks on there that are a little more. Almost heart wrenching, I would oh. say. So maybe not something to have coffee to. How long um, is the album? How, it's a full length album. How many tracks is it? It's eleven tracks. It's like forty seven minutes. Is something. it a true concept album that like they all kind of go together? And yeah. Absolutely, it's all a story. Yeah. I think. Okay. And the songs bleed into one another. Okay, like, cool. The, they kind of yeah. Yeah. Like a complete thought. I it strikes me as albums. very meditative. Cool. Um, which I think all of her music is. I described (laughs) once a live performance that I saw, and you can tell me whether this is, whether you consider this to be like um, complimentary or, or, or (laughs) I I don't, I hope it's not derisive. Um, I described it as haunting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Haunting's another good word. Well, that's, I mean, that's part of the concept of the album. It's, what was the title again? It's sitting with sounds and listening for ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's, it's very much that I think. Very cool stuff. I really, I did enjoy it today. Whenever I made myself stop and just listen for a while, <laughs> there's so much Thank anticipation you. now. Yeah, both yeah. tracks. I was like, "Where's the rest <laughs> of the music?" Yeah. I feel like how would you describe it is probably a conversation that your music has inspired as as much as 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 any conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that that it's perplexing in that way, and and that kind of probably draws people to it in a lot of ways too, right? Yeah, I I hope so. I worry that people are that it's alienating. Um, like I don't people know might that think I really worry like about you it, think like. they're not not smart enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, or that they like won't give it a chance. My music's yeah, only for exactly. smart people. Like I, like I was hanging up posters in Norman for the album release show, and there's a table of people, and they kind of were like, "What kind of music is that?" You know, and I was like, uh, 
Um, <laughs> like it's, har- it's harp music. And I, and I just said it's experimental folk music, which is like what I normally tell people. And they were like, oh, okay. And then they were like, well, what do you play? And I was like, oh, I play the harp and I like run it through effects pedals and blah, 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 blah. And they were like, oh, now that sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. I mean, <laughs> don't sell yourself short with the experimental folk. <laughs> I just never know what to say to people. I think I think if you said like gothic harp, Got, yeah, people goth would, harp. it doesn't fully capture it, but people would hear that and get a sense of it and be like, I'm into gothic stuff, but harp stuff. Right. Haven't heard that before. Um that just well, came maybe to they would me. do the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am an enormous harp. fan of harp music. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't go goth. So in August, uh, there's going to be a total eclipse. Yes. As everyone knows, on a Monday, it's going to pass through from Oregon all the way to South mm-hmm. Carolina. Will you play total eclipse of the harp? <laughs> probably not to be will you be on tour for that I probably will be I don't know yeah, I'm you're, going on, on you're going on tour right Where I'm going on going? tour I am going so it starts in Austin the label who's releasing my album is Killed Scales and I'm just incredibly grateful to them for all of their work um, yeah releasing the album and so I'm they're based out of Austin so they're doing a release show a second release show in Austin so I'm going to Austin. What's the Austin venue? Uh, it's called Track House. Yeah, it's a label. The label particularly, like they have a, a house venue where they host mm. events and shows. That's a very Austin thing to do. It's yeah. a cool label. <laughs> I looked into it. Yeah, they're they like ha- they're like really into cassette tapes. If that gives you some idea, uh, yeah. it's about time for that to come back. Really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really like a lot of the artists that have been released on the label. Um, yeah, so I'm playing in Austin, Fort Worth, Denton, Springfield, Chicago, Iowa City, and Lawrence, Kansas. I might be leaving something out. Um, it's kind of like a regional sprint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. just like a week-long tour. So. Awesome. So to all the listeners, Grounded Sounds in each of those markets. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Thanks, Blake, for the plug. <laughs> well, tell everybody, where are you going to release your album? How can they find you? All that good stuff. Yeah. So um, that the album, I'll talk about the album release show, I guess, first, which is The Opolis, which I already said. But at 8 p.m., uh, Penny P will be playing. It's already been talked about. And Magnificent Bird. And they're two artists that I really love and that I've played with before and that I just respect tremendously. They've been on our podcast. Yeah, so I'm super excited about um, them being on the release show. And it's just $5 to get in. Uh, So, yeah. And then the album is available through Killed Scales to pre-order. And their website is just killedscales.com. That's K-E-E-L-E-D. Okay, Killed Scales, Mm -hmm. S-C- a-L-E-S. How yeah. long did it take you to find that the first time? <laughs> oh, I didn't have to think of it phonetically. Oh, okay. I would have had to <laughs> search for that for 20 minutes. And then I think it's also, so now there's some, there's, I'm on Spotify now, which somebody told me recently I should have been on a long time ago, but I didn't. Yeah, I was actually, that's, <laughs> that's be pretty recent because I was trying to find it for, to put on like a playlist for the, oh, okay. for the event and yeah. Yeah, I threw I you like, a couple listens today, so you'll get that check. <laughs> <laughs> I like the killed scales put me on there. I wouldn't have probably done it myself. Yeah, um, you should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm really bad at promotion. 
And so was Evan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But so, yeah, it's on Spotify now. It's on Bandcamp. It's on Sound... Or there are tracks on SoundCloud. The singles are available, yeah. yeah. Um, um, but the actual album will release and it'll coincide with the release show, right? Right. So that's so I'll ha- Friday. I'll have copies Friday. It will be at Guest Room Records Friday. And will you have cassette tapes? Yes, and cassette. So it's on CD it, and cassette. Oh. I was going to ask you have what formats. Man, if I could find a cassette player. <laughs> 1992 Dodge. I don't know where there would be a cassette player. <laughs> <laughs> um, on social media, where can people find you? I think it's, I'm on Facebook. Let's Facebook. spell your name. Sunraya. It's S-U-N space R-I-A-H. And yeah, I'm on Facebook. It's facebook.com um, slash Sunraya Sounds, I think. And I'm on Instagram. And I think that's, and I'm on Twitter now, which I totally don't know how to use and it's really embarrassing. <laughs> but I'm on Twitter now. Yeah, if so. you just search Sunraya, there's, It'll come up. It's <laughs> there's not very many, and you know you're well known enough here and everywhere else too. I mean, we didn't even mention you were in Paste, right? Like you were in Paste. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Speaking Just of Paste, yeah, right. Yeah, you it guys was. Remember uh, when Paste used to actually be physical? Is it not anymore? I don't know. I think it's all online. I used to like subscribe to Paste. Sad day. Anyway, go ahead and tell us about when you Yeah, I don't know if we want to delve into that or not, but it's, you know, I don't know of anybody (laughs) around here who's been in Paste. That's amazing. Yeah, Yeah, Paste um, listed me as one of five harpists. I think the phrasing was five harpists who nail experimental pop music or something like that, but I was listed alongside Joanna Newsom and a lot of other harpists who I, like, really... um, Admire. Were you like into harpists before picking up the harp, or did you? Was that kind of like? You, does that coincide your interest in? It kind of happened all at once, I guess. I like. I wasn't really. I there were so it's very weird because I was like living in Chicago and I was going to school, and I was working at a restaurant, and I at the restaurant there was a harpist that I worked with, and then a harpist who performed at the restaurant regularly, and that's like the first time probably in my life that I actually saw a harp in real life. And that's when I fell in love with the harp. So I was like into the harp and I was into local harpists. Um, but it was like, like getting into Joanna Newsom or like any of the other harpists that like Mary Lattimore and there are several others that I've gotten into in recent years that kind of came more after. So I can't get over how serendipitous it was, serendipitous it was that your aunt found the harp at a estate sale. Yeah. Or my harp teacher. Yeah. Oh, your harp teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, she like she wanted I was playing a little lover harp and she wanted me to play with orchestras and so and play with ensembles. And I would have to play this kind of harp to do that. And she really wanted me to keep going with the harp and play teacher. So she um, she helped me out a lot. Well, tell us what songs you're going to play for us tonight. I am going to play the middle room, which is one of the singles that was released and per Evan's hey. mention earlier, I'm going to play The Cellar. The Cellar. I like nice. The Cellar. Awesome. Cool. Well, good. Well, we cannot wait to hear you. And um, we'll, we'll wrap it up with uh, kind of our social media outlets where you can find us. And also, we didn't get to ask Blake about is if people want to find 
you guys, Crota and Levy, if they want to find you personally, do you want to give any of your social media outlets out? <laughs> You're not really on, like me. I don't know. It's, it seems strange to me to imagine that someone would find out about a lawyer that they, that they already need <laughs> while like casually listening to a... What if people just want to be your friend? Like, yeah. if people just be your friend, like, where do they find you? Uh, I'm out here, man. I'm out here all the time. Um, like, you want to Crow give your phone Crow number out yeah. the podcast? Or um, Crow and Dunleavy uh, singer-songwriter series cool. uh, is what we're calling it. Uh, so it has its own Facebook page. You know, lawyers are very conservative about what we do and don't put on the internet, especially under the name of our firm. Um, so it's, it's, um, it's not a flashy website. <laughs> it's it's kind of no frills, but it's uh, the Crow and Dunleavy singer songwriter series. Um, you, you can find us, you can find us there. Uh, it's every third Tuesday, six to eight. Perfect. And you can find grounded sounds at grounded sounds on Instagram and Twitter and grounded sounds. Okay. On Facebook. And you can find our cellar door blog, that's right. com Slash blog. Slash blog. That's how you go straight to the blog. Don't yeah. uh, don't look at the uh, podcast updates because there have not been any. I'm they're behind a little, on that. They're a little late, but uh, we did put out a couple blog posts last week, so that's pretty cool. Yes, Reviewed you that did. Harumph album finally. And, yes, you did. Um, but yeah, there's I've got like three or four articles out there about Bailey and Sunrise. So, I mean, just we got a search box. Use that search yeah, box. Cool. Uh, I'm going to read yours tonight so that I'm better equipped to answer the question. <laughs> That's a good idea. Um, what does she sound like? La- last year, uh, we did a, uh, I've been doing an experimental interview style called Choose Your Own Interviews. So um, check that out. Uh, she's one of the few who I've gotten to do it. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, cool. Cellar Door Music Group. Yep. Find us. And thanks, Camille, for popping up. Sure. Thanks for yeah, having me. Fun so edition fun cameo. What is yeah. your social media? <laughs> I'm not going to give that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, up next, we have Sunraya. Thanks so much.
is called The Cellar and it's also off of the new album.
Thank you. Thanks for having me.